Hi, Vivek sir. Yeah, we can hear you. Uh, so I'm going to start by introducing uh, Vivek sir. So he is the CEO and co-founder of Thinkly with over 25 years of work experience. And he's been in various senior roles across technology, internet and consumer companies. He's also the founder and CEO of Digicita, a venture builder focusing on innovations in the area of new age social platforms and marketplaces. He is also on the Anuvi Chemicals Limited board, a leading specialty in construction chemicals manufacturer. He dreams of reimagining and reconstructing the digital experience for greater collaboration and productivity. Best known for his industry first payment wallet innovation, Zipcash, which has now become Ola Money. So uh, prior to Zipcash, uh, he has spent six years in various senior management roles at Microsoft and has also worked with Wipro and many other leading advertising and media companies such as JWT and Mindshare. Vivek sir has an MBA in finance and marketing from Narsi Munji in Mumbai and Wellinkers. He has also done his BSc in physics from St. Xavier's and he went back to university to do his ME in philosophy and has also done an MPhil in Buddhism from the University of Mumbai. And apart from this, um, Viveksa is an active participant in the startup ecosystem and is an angel investor and advisor to various startups. So to begin with, Viveksa, we'd like to ask, from retail at Microsoft to fintech and now to a social media startup, can you tell us what has driven you from strength to strength, changing not just jobs, but also industries in the process? Right. Uh, first of all, uh, thanks, uh, Ananya and Abhir, for having me over. Uh, and uh, thanks for the, uh, for, the, for the lovely introduction. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, well, I think uh, to your question, I think uh, uh, my problem is I, I think I tend to get uh, bored very easily. So that's, that's why you probably see me jumping jobs or in fact industries in that sense right but anyway jokes apart i think it's always been uh, fun to take up a new challenge uh, you know so i know i started off my career and like you said in advertising and media moved over to technology from then when I ran, I ran a payment startup uh, moved into chemicals for a while did investing uh, i think the thrill and joy of just learning a new industry and trying to figuring it out and trying to bring a fresh perspective you know and to really have the process of always you know keeping an open mind and to keep learning i think that's what really excites me so Hence, you see this whole uh, journey the way it has been. All right. Okay. That's great. That's very interesting to know. And it takes a lot, actually, I feel, to keep, to have that uh, drive to keep changing, you know, that inspiration and uh, motivation to move forward. I think Abir has just dropped off. So I'm just trying to add him back and we'll move forward with the rest of the questions. Okay, so now I think Abhir is back and Abhir can take forward uh, the rest of the questions. Abhir is the podcast producer for Amfacts. He is also a student at Ashoka University and a well-known youth environmentalist. So Abhir, over to you. Thanks, Ananya. Sorry, I think I seem to have some network issues, but hopefully it's better now. So yeah, thank you, sir. Thank you for joining us. It's it's great to have you with us, and uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of our conversation. Um, one one thing that I was very curious about was, um, you know, we we all know that the social media space is extremely extremely competitive, and in a world where you know uh, younger generations such as mine seem to have a, a dwindling attention span, uh, reels and TikTok tend to dominate the social media market. So what's really different about Thinkly? What does Thinkly do 
and uh, you know what's uh, what's what's uh, how's it going to stand out in in this market where you know we do have this dwindling attention span right well i, I think you kind of uh, obviously brought up a very relevant point about the dwindling attention span i mean tell me uh, tell tell me about it i mean we just keep trying to figure out what's happening with your tiktoks and your instas and your reels and you know uh, so on so forth right so yeah so that's there we have to stay relevant right but uh, if you will just indulge me for a bit you know i think uh, what what you really see now happening is this, this whole thing is about a move towards what we call as you know social 2.0 or a web 3.0 you know if i may you know so so what 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 do i mean by that you know what do i mean by the jargon web 3.0 you know i think if you ask uh, different people at different times of the day you're going to hear things like you know uh, decentralized autonomous uh, you know organization you'll hear about blockchain and and stuff like that but actually it's it's far more simple you know so web 1.0 was really about you know like let's say i would say 20 years back you know when web really internet had just started here and you had all these great portals by some of the largest companies like yahoo and microsoft you know the you you could actually just go to the websites and you could simply consume news and information you know uh, but there was really no way to kind of engage with that because the web really didn't allow for that it wasn't built like that and it was very expensive to really you know uh, you know be on the web at that time but i would say that sometime after 2000 year web 2.0 where you could not only read but you could also write you know and that's really when you saw the first you know version of blogging that took off you saw yelp that took off right and then you obviously had awkward myspace facebook twitter you know this whole social 1.0 that happened you know uh, and the under the 2.0 umbrella of the web right and that was very exciting because you know suddenly you could actually you know have a view out out there anybody could you know the the access to internet was far more democratized right but i think mm-hmm. all of that came at a price because you know you have to keep the the servers and the backend you know and the whole you know the infrastructure going right so how did you really you know contribute to that you did that by passing out your information to the provider like facebook right so you'd say that look you know hey i'm abhir and i'm you know i'm male 22 25 these are my interests these are my friends this is my relationship status right and that basically got sold for you know on ads and all that and and therein you saw all the challenge that we saw happening with you know uh, uh, with that platform right so the shift to web 3.0 is actually is not only about read right but it's all about control you know and I, and what do i mean by control i think first i think consumers like you and i want more control over our information you know we are far more worried about privacy than you we were really worried in web 2.0 we said like look i'm not going to sell this information you know in fact you know what if i really want that information i don't mind making a small payment towards that but that's 10 dollars in the us or so it's maybe 5 rupees or 10 rupees in the us i think in india it's all of it is moving towards subscription it's about direct engagement between the users and the creators right that's really the big difference right and the second thing is the creators are saying that look you know what uh, all the endless youtube videos that are made you know all the kind of posts i put on facebook right that only created a, a huge firewall of information for the platform but what what about me i made no money like you know so so i think it's about the creators want a stake in the whole pie right from the start now you know they said like look you know what we also want to figure out how we can earn and that's why when you see the platform like substack like twitch like patreon you know are really allowing creators to start earning from get go you know and it you know so so the platform maybe makes 10% 15% of the fee you know uh, but the creators make most of the money right and i think that's really the when you look at the platform like facebook and you look at substack when you look at let's say youtube and you look at twitch you know that's the difference that's really happening because people don't they want to be in control of the information they don't mind paying for the information the creators get to keep most of the money right so that's a fundamental difference that you're seeing and i think is really uh, you know really uh, you know leading the charge out here on on really on what we call as web 3.0 social 2.0 right 
the other thing really you know moving away from a technical discussion is more about the positioning about the way you see it like you know i think you know think about facebook i mean it's really a platform for your friends and family right twitter is where you probably follow your news breaking news or your brands and celebrities right insta you know maybe it's all about visual escapism right so what's thinly all about right we want thinly to be a place where you can really have meaningful conversations you know where you can really add knowledge you know to your life really you know kind of you know use the power of the social platform and the social network to kind of get access to more and more information right you know discover engage learn from people whom with you have common interests because thinly is a interest led platform you know and and that's really what we trying to build we trying to build a place where the world comes to think so i think i think there's obviously a place in the sun for all other platform i mean insta obviously will be around and twitter will have its own place right but thinly is a place where you really want to come and have those meaningful and conversation engage with people and that's what we trying to really build out there i hope mm-hmm. that kind of it's a long winded answer to your small question but i hope it kind of uh addresses it no no absolutely and i think you know something interesting that you point towards is the fact that you know uh, other social media platforms uh whether it's instagram or whether it's um you know facebook i think you have a really long way to go before you can start earning that ad revenue before you can start earning any sort of you know monetizing on your page um, absolutely so that's you know I, i i think that's a really interesting aspect that you know as you mentioned thinkly and perhaps a few other apps are trying to sort of introduce uh, a, a focus on the creators um right. so so i think i found that very interesting um but what really sort of inspired you to start thinkly you know i think as as ananya said you you've changed industries and you've uh, moved from from one one uh, you know job to another and it's been interesting as seeing you know you're also the director of a, a company that deals in in chemicals if i'm not wrong so um, amidst all of these varied interests how did a social media startup come to mind and you know when did you really start you know if you could trace that journey for us um, and perhaps even tell us where you'd like to see thinkly you know two years from now sure uh well uh, you know so uh, like ananya had introduced you know i had uh, you know run a payments company zipcash solely to ola around 2015 right we started uh, zipcash uh, way back in 2007 and 8 like you know i mean that's i would say good 9 10 years before the demonetization happened right i mean we were really ahead of the time so at that mm. point you know we actually built the platform and people would actually ask us questions is that why would i ever use my mobile phone to make a payment you know or have a very powerful you know product in my uh, you know in my wallet it does a payment it's called cash you know mm-hmm. so so that's how we kind of dealt with skepticism you know way ahead of its time right uh, mm-hmm. so when we were done with the deal and we kind of looked ahead and we said look which which is the next big problem to solve you know uh, one thing was to you know obviously kind of jump back into fintech and say let's build the next insurance selling machine or let's build the next you know p2p lending platform right i mean it was very easy to do that right but uh, you know what we really felt at that time is like the next big problem the hard problem to solve is how to make social media relevant you know from a, from from really creating value you know it's relevance from connecting with people uh its relevance from entertainment is, is well established otherwise you wouldn't have facebook on its way to become a 2 trillion dollar company or twitter at 70 billion dollars right i mean it's is well established but the question is can we harness the power of social media to create value and knowledge you know and i think this is something that you know really uh, you know me and my partners navin and deepak were extremely passionate about from get go so we actually set up an mm-hmm. incubator called legisita uh, where we were incubating incubating multiple companies thinkly was honestly a side project out there a couple of years back mm-hmm. and uh, you know we just started building on say like you know let's just toy around with this idea kya ho sakta hai iska you know what will happen 
But when we actually went live uh, last year around this time, you know, in a limited way, uh, it wasn't really in the form that you see today, you know. We were really surprised by the kind of traction we got. I mean, we had like literally, we, we had like a, something similar to what we're doing with Springboard, uh, with Ashoka. And we had literally like thousands of entries coming in. People just wanted to write, you know. And I think that just gave us this whole belief that, look, you know what, end of the day, I think there's a big need. And there's a big, you know, latent need of people who want a, a pay, space where they can come and write very, very freely, right? I mean, look at the toxicity that I, I love Twitter. I, I mean, I think it's, it's probably one of the, the best products that's really come out in the last 10, 15 years, right? But I mean, look at the toxicity on the platform out there, the amount of trolling, the shaming, the bullying that happens, right, uh, out there. So that's what we said. That look, you know what, if you have to really reimagine a social media 2.0, you know, in the context with all the tools and technology we have today, what would that be? How do we create a safe place for people to engage and, you know, how do we really enable dialogues to happen? And how do we really get subject matter experts who otherwise shy away from the platform because of the whole trolling, right? So we actually thought about it that way. And that's how we kind of landed at uh, Thinkly as, as a way you have it right now. Okay. Uh, and, coming uh, back to your yeah. second, uh, sorry, I mean, your part about where would it be in two years, three years from now? Well, I think uh, two, three years is a... Uh, is, is a long time uh, in today's times. But uh, I think, you know, in the world where probably you'll have huge adoption of EV vehicles and, I don't know, driverless cars in the next two, three years out here. Uh, uh, you know, we are hoping that Thinkly will be a place where a few million will come to it every day. Uh, you know, really kind of seeking it as a refuge for the, for the thinking person, right? Uh, I would imagine to be a place where, let's say, my wife would be happy telling, you know, my girls that, you know, uh, stop spending time on Insta. Have you spent half an hour on Thinkly today? You know, have you added some yeah. value? You know, so I think we really would want it to be the place where people go seeking out value. Absolutely, I think uh, you know. Uh, I mean, before I move on to 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 my next question, I think there's two three things which you know uh, I found very interesting what you said. One being that mm. you know I think uh, what's interesting is that. You know, right now when there's so much, I think as you started by saying, you know, there's uh, there's TikTok dances and there's Instagram reels and you're really, you know, like I've had my own mom ask me, what's the point of all of this? Um, yeah. And in the same time, there is a demand. There's what is certain as, you know, as, as an environmentalist myself, I've seen that there is a demand for knowledge or content out there relevant to the environment, relevant to what's going on. You know, we had a climate change yeah. conference which ended recently. So people want to know, in a simplified way, what's happening? Uh, what was that really about? And and now, you know, again, goes back to dwindling attention spans, but they're looking for perhaps, um, you know, real-like videos, which are actually sharing knowledge. So I think that's where you guys have perhaps identified that gap and stepped in to sort of, you know, to, to bridge that gap. And I, I, I really hope that you're successful because, um, you know, I, I consider myself to be a bit of an outlier um, amongst my generation where even I don't understand the, the point of most of these reels. Uh, I'm not the most updated with popular culture, um, even though, you know, um, my, my friends find that amusing. But I think there there is definitely a need for, you know, relevant information beyond just... Uh, uh, beyond just stuff which is done for fun, perhaps. So I think that's where you guys could sort of capitalize on 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 that market. Um, yeah. so moving no, beyond I, I, that, just to, yeah. sorry, I mean, I'm just just reacting. Go to ahead, go ahead. I yeah. think uh, I think uh, I think you've said it well, and uh, I think that, like I said, there's a place for every product and every platform, and uh, yeah. uh, I think the very fact that something like you know, as lovely as Ted. You know, which is all about the minutes of, you know, creating value, you know, when you sit through a session, you know, you have close to 95 million returning users every month, right? So, you know, so, you know, so end of the day, there is a market for everything. And uh, 
we think thinkly is is not only a place where you you know kind of you know uh, focus on knowledge in the you know knowledge is a big k kind of a thing but it's a place where you want to really pursue your passion you know so mm-hmm. so at this let's say, let's say for example i mean you know i went into physics because i wanted to be an astronomer right um, i probably found my way or lost my way it depends upon how you look at it and i did my mba and you know here i am like you know doing startups right but the passion for astronomy for cosmos remains right the passion for mm-hmm. philosophy remains right i didn't really find a place where i could go and engage with people you know uh, about those topics i mean not only where i could probably share my articles or my curations but also you know follow people who are experts in that and i think that's exactly the need gap that we hope to uh, you know achieve by thinkly right you know where you could it doesn't just have to be knowledge for knowledge sake it's really about following your passion what really interests you what excites you and learning from peer group you know really for, you know finding you know people out there who are the experts out there reading the thinklys hearing the podcast reading you know seeing the videos i think that's really what we want to hope to achieve a thinkly no absolutely and you know this uh, a, a fun fact i don't know if you're aware but um, shortly before this competition was announced you know someone in your team had reached out to me to say that you know we we love for you as an environmentalist to create content on our platform and um, you know at that time i was like you know i'll i'll have to think about it i i i'm not sure i have the time with college and so many other things but a few days after that i you know was diwali and i'd put out a post on on air pollution and firecrackers and i think it's my my last or second last post on my page and i got trolled so much um yeah. you know for, for no rhyme or reason even though i was just talking about facts and how firecrackers tend to damage the environment so it's yeah. it's you know there's definitely a need for spaces where you can have meaningful conversations but you know yeah. Uh, and and yeah i mean i'm i'm definitely you know sort of going to start moving my content there but um you know i think i i do want to uh, you know uh, there's this interesting question that someone in the audience has asked um what do you feel about the freedom of speech on your platform i think this is at the rate the mesh i don't know who they are but that's the question i mean and, and i think that's very relevant given that you know today there's so much talk of um i i won't say government intervention but at least uh the government getting more involved and trying to you know we we saw how the government was sort of trying to put pressure on twitter just a few months ago similarly there have been instances with facebook um so what are your thoughts and and arguably if i can take that question slightly further uh given that this this could be a space where you're talking about things such as um i don't know in my case environmentalism someone may be talking about space tourism when you're sharing knowledge there's always differing opinions um right. you know so so how do you reconcile those differing opinions while while ensuring uh the the freedom of speech sure I, I think this is a very nuanced uh, question that you've asked, uh, Avin, and uh, you know there are layers to it. Uh, uh, to address the first thing first, I think uh, uh, talking about really what we saw happening, you know, the whole posturing happening, you know, a few months back with Twitter and Facebook. Uh, I think uh, a lot of I think misunderstood. I think people never really went below uh, the debate of what they were trying to understand. Uh, I think uh, what what the government had done was had come up with you know the social media intermediary guidelines, saying that look, mm-hmm. you know what, uh, if I'm a media, uh, and so let's say tomorrow I say something. which basically hurts the sentiments or it's let's say you know falls under the whole thing about you know causing harm dissent or whatever you know sedition or whatever you want to call it out there right now look end of the day you are operating in a country each country has its own laws you know that you have to abide by and that that's point number 1 you know the laws of the land are you know a front and center of anything that you do right now let's say tomorrow uh, if you are let's say a media company you know then the media company the government or anybody could probably come and you know file a case against you for causing you know abc you know in that sense Uh, what the guideline was trying to say that listen, if you're a platform company 
I mean, obviously, you can't control what anybody comes and tweets on your platform, right? If tomorrow somebody were to come and you know create you know uh, you know you know hatred or you know kind of you know you know kind of do some you know uh, you know whatever you know fake news which is causing harm to somebody, right? All that the mm-hmm. guideline was trying to tell you was that look, you know what? To prevent you from being the person who becomes a you know the responding party, just declare yourself as an SSMI. Or as a, a social media intermediary, where you are not liable for what anybody comes and says on your platform, right? Now, to be able to ensure that you know you are no longer treated as a media house, but treated as a platform, you have to abide by a few guidelines, which means you have to identify somebody who's a let's say a nodal agency, a grievance officer, and so on and so forth, right? Very, very well laid out procedural guidelines. Um, so I don't know really what were the issues out there, you know, where you had Twitter pushing back on that. I don't think that mm. the issue was really about. I follow the debate very, very closely uh, because we are, a, you know, an affected party. I don't think it was about freedom of speech at all. The debate was about whether Twitter wanted to get regulated. You know, mm. uh, end of the day, they're very clearly regulated. I mean, you have Mark Zuckerberg being summoned to congressional hearings all the time. You had Apple, Tim Cook, and all those guys. You know, so I think end of the day, you can't behave like you, you know, are not answerable to anybody. You're, of course, you're answerable to the laws of the land. And that's exactly what the government is trying to do. So, so I think in, in that case, I think, uh, I think the point is well rested. And I think as, as a SMI, we would obviously adhere with the guidelines and the requirements from any country that we would you know, need to operate from. That's point number one. Mm-hmm. Point number two is, is something else, you know, which is not really about whether you're you know, observing the laws of the land. It's really about having different points of view and having, you know, uh, like, like we said, you know, a, a different point of view, a nuanced debate, and how do you really deal with that? And I think this is where we try to build in small tools, which can just help this debate, you know, kind of go on, right? Uh, so we, when we were actually interviewing people before we built the product, we realized that a lot of the trolling and the shaming that actually happens, happens by a minority, but the share of voice is extremely high. So let's say, for example, you wrote the uh, article about, let's say, you know, firecrackers, and you had, a, you know, probably your own empirical evidence-based view saying that why, you know, the... The, you know, the particulates just increased during the soul season in Diwali, right? And I'm sure you probably mm-hmm. backed over some evidence, right? Uh, maybe sure. 90% of the people probably agreed or maybe disagreed and there were findings. Probably the 5% of the people who really properly trolled you, right? Uh, so Absolutely. it's like, you know, you, you throw a party at your house. Uh, most of the people came in, they agreed, they disagreed. But there's this two drunken man who just kind of completely threw the party apart. You know, because they're yeah. creating a nuisance. They're kind of throwing the glasses out there, shouting at people, right? Now, imagine if there was a way to just lock those two people away in, in a small room, like, you know, out there. Uh, so that, you know what, they, they, they come to the party, but they don't disturb the party. And that's exactly what we're trying to do by giving you small features like privilege, you know, uh, everything. Well, all it does is that, you know, when people actually come into you, you obviously want the feedback. You don't want to have a scenario where you're posting, you don't get the feedback. But you just ensure mm-hmm. that the feedback is not visible to each other. You're right. So mm-hmm. the moment you kind of say it's not a public post, it is what we call is a privilege post, you know. Only the people, everybody can kind of see your post and they can reply to you. But you can't see each other's post, right? So the, the guy who's kind of, you know, being disrespectful, you know, that's not visible to the others. And that's where the trolling behavior usually happens because he'll be disrespectful, somebody else will jump into the debate, somebody on your timeline, you have all kind of, you know, you have a cesspool that's been created, right? So we've tried to do mm-hmm. stuff like that to kind of just ensure that, you know, there's far more decorum and, uh, and we are rolling out a few more tools in the future. And the whole intention here is that, look, every voice needs to be heard. You know, and if you want to say something which is controversial, may not be something which is politically correct, but you really want to say it and you don't want to go through the whole trauma of dealing with the, the whole, you know, shaming, you can use features like this to actually, you know, have your point put across. And, and that's what Thinkly is trying to do. Yeah. 
See, that that sounds I mean, I I like I said I think it's definitely time for me to check it out. But yeah, Nanya, I think uh you can take over now. Yeah. So, um Vivek sir, we have uh, a couple of people asking the same question in the chat. So, uh I think people want to know as creators how will they be able to monetize on their posts and their contributions on Thinkly if there is right. a certain mechanism set up. So, if you could just elaborate on that for our viewers. Sure. You know, so I think that's a great question and I think what we've done is uh use all our learnings from, you know, having been a payments and a fintech company before and we kind of what we've done is we've kind of uh, included uh, an you know wallet out here. So let's say for example uh uh you know let's say we kind of comes on the platform and starts writing about environmental and change and and stuff like that, right? And uh, you know after really building up a following he says look guys, you know what? this is actually a very important project to me i would like to do i'm devoting so much of my time to support me you know and you could tomorrow convert your your free publication to a, a premium publication where you could decide to kind of charge you know people two stars or five stars which means 20 rupees or 50 rupees or whatever you know in that sense because uh, each star has a this thing to it so uh, so so what really happens is that people can then subscribe to it so let's say for example i'm i've come on to thinkly uh, there's tons of stuff which is free but there's stuff like you know which is coming from people like abhir or maybe uh, you know some some senior other guys which is paid and i want to support it maybe i like the content or maybe i just want to support this creator right so i can simply subscribe to it you know where basically every month uh, two stars will keep getting deducted from my wallet and will basically go to abhir right uh, as he kind of you know kind of earns a significant amount up to a certain threshold he can redeem it for stuff like gift vouchers on the platform or maybe an amazon echo or a dot or you know t-shirts you know we have all the merchandise but you know when you actually go beyond a certain threshold uh you can actually start redeeming it for a, for ca- for for cash and money in the bank you know but obviously you know think we will get into a deeper relationship with you sign an agreement do a kyc and you know whatever earnings that you get will basically just move into your account right so from from right from the start you have an ability when you create a publication to either be free or to make it paid you know and people can actually subscribe to it in the form of thinkly stars which can immediately get re- redeemed for either merchandise or eventually money depending upon the level that you are in i hope okay. that kind of addresses okay. uh, yeah i think that's that gives us a lot of clarity and is a good kickstarter for any potential creators over here right so finally i think our last question to conclude we'd like to know a little bit more about the thinkly springboard we'd like to know about the competition what you're expecting from participants so a little bit on that Yeah you know so uh, I think uh, our thought around thinkly springboard was really about a way to kind of engage with people you know uh, uh, with the generation with the younger generation and to really figure out how you know how do we really kind of you know engage and make products which are really relevant to you uh, I mean it's our, pheno- our response so far has been phenomenal I mean we've actually received you know resistance from people from IITs from IIMs from St Stephens from uh, NMMS from Mumbai and of course you know uh, a few of them from Ashoka University right and I think it's really been very very encouraging uh, I think I think it's a great opportunity for anybody who's serious to you know become a creator, especially in the content space, uh, or somebody who's let's say an aspiring journalist, you know, or an aspiring let's say author, you know, to really use this platform to start off right now. You know, I mean, I can tell you, I mean, I've got friends who've actually had their books published, and they tell you the most traumatic part of the whole journey is not about about thinking of the plot or writing the book. It's just about you know getting a decent reply from a publisher right you know just about engaging with these guys and even knowing why the hell the manuscript just been thrown back at them right so i think it's a great opportunity for for anybody who's aspiring to you know be an author or a writer or an activist or a journalist you know to just come out of thinkly you know start a publication and you know what the best part we've done is it's just not limited to blogs 
You can actually even share, you know, your content in the form of your YouTube videos. Uh, probably by the end of this week or early next week, you'll have podcasts available on Spotify. So you can actually share your po uh, podcast. Uh, we hope to go with live cast soon, you know. So it's, it's actually a multimedia experience that you, that you can create, you know, and, and do it. Uh, the best part is you can also collaborate with co-authors. So let's say if, uh, if, if, if uh, you know, if you and let's say Abhir are like, you know, uh, are passionate about the same subject, you can actually add co-authors. And imagine all of you, you know, every day one of you just writes an article and people are following that magazine, that online magazine, and, you know, it's getting published and, uh, and so on and so forth, right? So I think that's really uh, the opportunity here is. For us, we're actually looking beyond it. Of course, there's a cash prize. I mean, we are giving away cash prize uh, to the tune of 50,000 rupees. But I think uh, more than that, we are really looking forward to attracting some of the winners as interns, as paid interns uh, to our company because we had a very good experience a few months back when we worked with some interns. The kind of insights we got from this young generation there was amazing. And we really are looking forward to having around three, four of them, you know, working with us, partnering with us and helping really give direction to the product. Yeah. So I think that's what it's all about. And we're honestly quite excited because I, and honestly, I tell you, the, I think the other shift that's happened, uh, uh, I think from my generation to this generation, I, said, I think this whole movement from STEM you know, from science, technology, engineering, mathematics, you know, courses towards liberal arts and humanities. I think that's been really fascinating. Uh, I, think the, I, think the, I think the way the kids think when they're from the humanities and liberal arts field, uh, the kind of, you know, uh, uh, nuanced views they take on different subjects, the kind of thinking that they have, you know, uh, is really fascinating. So we're really looking forward to people from that, uh, you know, uh, faculty really kind of contributing in a big way. Uh, because I think, honestly, you guys, uh, our best gear to kind of deal with the ever-changing future that's already happening. Okay, that's, I think you're that's preaching to the nice choir yeah. because as media study, uh, as, as students at Ashoka, I think liberal arts definitely is, is, I mean, we agree with that. And, you know, uh, I think proof of what you're saying is even, you know, I, I think last month IIT Delhi opened, um, announced that they're going to start a, a master's in public policy. So it goes to Delhi. show that when when the uh, tech and engineering guys are getting scared of liberal arts, um, I think that's really the, the power um, of thinking differently. No, I, I, I think that's an you, fact, uh, you, yeah. you know, we, uh, I was uh, the jury at one of the uh, you know, startup, this thing, and we were all discussing that how maybe just two years back, uh, you know, around nine out of ten would be all engineers or, you know, science students, you know, starting companies. And in that uh, cohort, around 50% of them were all people with the liberal arts or the humanities background. You know, because, uh, you know, whether you like it or not, in some ways, technology is getting commoditized. It's really about mm -hmm. thinking, your creative thinking, connecting the dots, you know. Uh, unfortunately, all the left-brain jobs are, you know, eventually going to be taken up by AIs and algorithms and your robots, you know, in that sense, right? But I think as of now, I think the one still area which is still, you know, left largely unaffected is really these right-brain jobs, right? Which is your ability to really think, design, you know, really, you know, be creative. And I think, I think that's where you guys all have a leg up to everybody else, right? So, uh, of course, it's a larger debate, but yeah, I think, I think it's really definitely a time when it's uh, you guys have your moment in the sun right now. That's a very inspirational thing for all of us as students at Ashoka. I think we really need to hear that. And thank you so much for your time. And uh, for everything that, you know, you've shared with us, I think it's been great. And I look forward to, you know, seeing a lot of creators. And I myself have also joined Thinkly. I've been going through some of the mm -hmm. posts on it. I've really found mm -hmm. some engaging content. I've seen some posts about some great authors uh, that you're getting on board, including uh, Kaveri Vamsai. And I'm very yes. interested in her work. So I'm looking forward to seeing her piece. So thank you so much for your time. And... 
No. I look Thank forward you so much to, for having me over. Interacting with yeah, you guys again. Yeah. Absolutely. So great. Okay, I think we can wrap up now. Thank right. you. Thank nice so talking to you. Same here. All Thank right. Bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.